Let's get into discomfort, how that can help us, how that does help us, how it can serve us, how it's always served us, and how modern comforts are killing us. It's good to know. It's really good to know. You know, you know it. I know it. We all know it. Most people rarely step out of their comfort zones. We know this. And it only just recently happened. I mean, we only just started to experience the kind of comforts that we have today in like what? The last like 80 years prior to that, you know, we were dealing with the weather. We were dealing with hunger. We were dealing with having to work, which is not a bad thing to earn your food, to get your water, to survive, to create shelter. And yeah, we are very lucky and, and, and blessed today. And I say blessed, I'm not religious, but we're very, I guess, lucky. But this new body of evidence kind of shows that it's taken a toll on us. It is taking a toll on us. Over 40% of most Americans are obese. They're eating too much. Addiction has gone. It's skyrocketed. Suicide rates up dramatically. And disease, cancer, heart disease, anxiety, depression, they're up at their highest rate ever. So what do we do with that? You know what I mean? That's why we're here. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about and let's discuss how modern comforts are killing us so that we can do something about it. At least for those that want to learn don't want to hide in a fucking cave uh, and not even a cave, right? Like their house. How can we thrive with this and what the fuck is going on? Let's answer those questions. Let's talk about it, right? So we know this, right? Over the last 2.5 million years, our ancestors lived intimately with discomfort. We're talking the weather sucked. We're talking there was always fucking some type of disease. Someone was trying to spear you to death. Some mountain lion was trying to rip your fucking head off. You were starving, whatever. There was always something in the way. Okay. That's something we do know. Now today we don't deal with those discomforts. And yet paradoxically, like for example, with food, we used to have to work really hard for that food. We thought for a hot minute that that was bad. So we solved that, you know? Yes. I know people still starve across the globe, especially, but here in the United States, it's really hard to start. Like, even if you're homeless, you can still get a EBT card. You can still go buy cold food at the store ready. You don't have to fucking hunt it down. It's there. It's ready to eat. Might not be the best, but it's there. You're not going to starve. So how is it that modern comforts are fucking killing us? That's what we're here to discuss. I mean... First and foremost, we should just talk about food real quick. <clears throat> I mean, we thought we solved the problem, even though most people still starve in the fucking world, which is another subject for another time. But uh, early humans certainly did not have constant effortless fucking access, calorie dense food full of salt and fat, which, by the way, is just clogging our arteries and making us fat. And they had to walk miles to, to find the right place to dig, find the right place to hunt, find the right tree to climb, climb wh whatever the fuck it was. And come to find out, here we go, one of the many things, you would think 
being in constant comfort would serve you. But nope. Nope. It's fucking killing us. Now you can just walk down to the fucking store and eat something that's technically going to kill you, but will satisfy you now. And that is fascinating. That's why we're here. That's why, that's why, you know, I was like, fuck, I bet you people want to talk about this, want to think about it, want to sit on it and potentially read some of the books that maybe I read and figure out why the fuck is this, right? Here's another thing. Early humans who seem to have have a higher quality of life, despite their lifespan being decreased, were often bored. And boredom is a really good thing. Our early ancestors and not so recent ancestors allowed their minds to wander and they got creative in really interesting ways. They got creative on each other. They were entertained by each other. They had incredible conversations and they also got creative with nature. Boredom was not something to be avoided. It wasn't a pain. We, we just recently got into this idea that being bored is bad. And that's not true. That's a fucking lie. That's not true. Here, I'll pull up some data for you. When our ancestors weren't searching for food or getting fucking torn apart by some, you know, predator bigger or faster than them, they had long moments of downtime. They were lounging around for hours a day and they had to make something out of their boredom. And these people allowed their minds to wander and they got fucking creative, really fucking creative. And what's fascinating is that it wasn't until the 1920s, right? We got the radio. There were other forms of entertainment. There was, you know, actors among the streets and we had musical arts, you know, back in the day for sure, but it couldn't be recorded, had to be live, had to be then and there. It was very magical. Then big TV came. So that was the, excuse me, 1920s was the radio. Then big TV came in the 1950s, right? And oh, fuck, we heavily got addicted to that, right? Like, Fuck, dude. Nobody could peel their fucking eyes away from the TV. Uh, we, we're still dealing with it. Okay. Right. And then on June 29th, 2007, thanks to the iPhone, as Michael Easter would like to say, our imaginations and deep social connections were destroyed. It's not word for word what he says, but that's pretty much what he says. And, you know, it, it's a good point to note that. When our ancestors weren't sitting and doing nothing, they were working very, very hard. And if they weren't working very, very hard, they were nurturing their relationship, their interpersonal connections with the world, with, with, with nature, and with their family and their friends was being developed. So now, now we are constantly, constantly bombarded by a new TV show a new song, a new podcast, a new audible, a new book, a new this, a new that. Now, it's not to say that any of those things are like fucking ultimately bad, but there is something to say about the fact that our boredom can serve us. The discomfort is a good thing along with boredom, which seems uncomfortable. And to finish this off with boredom, as we talk about discomfort, let me, let me share this with you. Check this out. Smartphones 
are not only stealing our boredom, but they are also pushing fucking society super close to idiocracy. I mean, let's fuck for 2.5 million years, you know, AKA about a hundred thousand generations. We had nothing digital in our fucking lives. And now all of a sudden, I mean, how long, what was that? Like 2007, we're not talking that long ago. So all of a sudden, right. Okay. We had no fucking digital tech in our lives. Right. And now the average person is spending 11 hours and six minutes. That's statistical a day using digital media. Can we just think about that for a second. That can't be good. It's not good. From cell phones to audio to TVs, computers. Smartphones only stand out because they're newer. You know what I mean? And they actively steal our attention with all... Oh, my God. I have had my phone on DND for like six years, and it has served me heavily. And I'm not saying you should do that, too, but it fucking helps me a lot. I know if... I still have... You guys might think this is cute. When I was growing up, and I'm still wet behind the ears. I'm only 37 years old. When I was growing up, you know, internet hadn't even gotten to its all. The the DSL... (laughs) It hadn't even gotten there yet. We didn't even have it, right? And I remember, <laughs> I remember if I told a friend I was going to meet him to call me. And I remember that I had to be home at a certain time so that when he'd call, I could answer the phone. And if I got there late, I was hoping that my grandma or my grandpa was there to fucking answer the phone and be like, Nathaniel's not here yet, but I'll relay the message. And now we don't deal with that. So now we got this yes culture, right? Have you guys ever noticed that everybody says yes to everything and then backs out last minute? There's so many options that the phone gives you this illusion, which is somewhat actually kind of true, that you have access to everything and everyone. And so like now we're on our smartphone, we're on a TV, we're on a tablet or we're behind a computer almost 24 seven. It's got to have ill effects. It's not to say that what jobs did or what what anyone and everyone has done to advance technology and the internet and all that kind of stuff. It's not to say that it's completely fucking evil. It's just that anything, anything that's used and abused is bad. Like you can't, unless we're talking about like a sexy kink scene, (laughs) but, but seriously, like you can't, you can't use something that much and not expect to have a toxic repercussion. Of course, something bad is going to happen. So right now, for most people, because they don't understand, you know, we do, we're talking about it now and we're reflecting on it, but boredom is indeed dead. We talk about boredom like it's death. We really do. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, One scientist up in uh, North Ontario, Canada, discovered how bad this is and, and noticed what kind of effect it's having on us all. And he believes that our collective lack of boredom is not only burning us out and leading us to some of the most intense mental health effects in history, but it's also muting. Check this out. It's also muting what boredom is trying to tell us about our minds, our emotions, our ideas, and our wants and needs. How fucking fascinating is that? Boredom gives us the ability to retrieve and pull up from within our emotions, ideas, wants, and needs. But 
if it's constantly distracted, you can't see it or hear it or feel it. That's fucking fascinating. So let me finish with this. Obviously, this episode went from me wanting to share discomforts into boredom, how important boredom is, how it plays a critical role in our life and how we do. We literally live in a modern society, um, you know, hopefully that we all love and respect, but also understand it's 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 um, potential downfalls. Unfocused mode in our brain. It occurs when we're not paying attention. And you know what? I, I can't I can't not finish this episode without talking about what nature does with us without technology. And I will after this bit. OK, and then I'll be done. I'll be done with this because we could go on about how boredom is so healthy and how 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 we're looking at boredom is 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 killing us. OK, so unfocused mode occurs when we're not paying attention. Right. It's an inward mind wandering kind of state. And we can prove scientifically that it actually restores and rebuilds the resources needed to be able to think and feel more efficiently. Right. I've heard this before. I've heard this before from, uh, Oh, he's such a badass, handsome guy. Uh, uh, Andrew Hubberman, Hubberman, Andrew, if you're listening to this ever, I'm so sorry I said your last name wrong. He is an incredible neuroscientist, and he's got just all kinds of stuff going for him. He's just an incredible human, right? As my cat would say, he's an incredible human. And he has he he taught me that when we go to sleep, it's actually to forget a lot of stuff. It's actually like a cleansing process for the mind. And it helps you retain what you need or want, but then it, it cleanses your mind of things that aren't necessarily going to serve you. Don't totally know how that works. You can follow him. He's got podcast. He's got LinkedIn. Fucking, he's just always in an interview. He's just an incredible dude. Love him. And the the point is, is that when we are when we are in a wandering, wandering, non-paying attention state, it restores and rebuilds us. And that time in this, like we'll call it, fuck, uh, unfocused mode, it is absolutely imperative to get things done, to be able to tap into your own creativity, to be able to process complicated information. If you ever notice, like you go to a new job or you're taking on a new project, you study, 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 work, 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 and you end up getting tired. You go to bed, right? Excuse me. I burped. And then you wake up the next day if you got a good night's sleep and some of that information is retained and some of it's gone. That's your brain. That's your brain. And it's, it's how our brain uses boredom. And it's, it's just, it's so fascinating. Our collective lack of boredom is the potential cause for us reaching near crisis levels of fucking mental fatigue. And I can totally, totally relate to this. I get addicted to reading and listening to audiobooks. I do. I really do. My hunger for learning becomes so, so unsatiable that I just can't stop. And I keep reading or listening, even though I can't even take in the information. And then it's the next day after a good night's sleep. I'm like, fuck, I forgot half of that. But all of a sudden I'm like able to retain like stuff that stood out to me. That was, that was, you know, really, really, really important. It's fascinating. That's just kind of how it works. So 
Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to share that with you guys. I know we kind of went on a tangent here. We went from going through discomfort and what all you know all the things that I've learned from these books regarding the commonality and and similar principles and values regarding discomfort. And and we will. I'm gonna have to make another episode. But this just trailed into boredom, big time. And that's okay. We've got lots to share, lots to go over, lots of ways to improve the quality of our lives and the lives of our loved ones to help humanity to progress forward. I'll talk to you soon, friends. Bye.